It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Yeah. I wanna ball like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she shots for the team. I was in high school dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Trey Halliburton. And join with me in the secret podcasting studio inside Capital One Arena, one of my favorite guests, Miss Becca Winker, the director of Wizards Extra. How you doing today, Becca? Woo! I am so happy to be here. One, because I love this podcast, too, because the Wizards won against the Boston Celtics. So Exactly. So for the uh, second uh, game in a row, That's the right. Wizards beat uh, the number two team in one of the conferences in the NBA uh, without their uh, all-star Bradley Bill. I think that this was a great uh, organizational win. And, and if we're talking about it, we, we have to start with the guy who received MVP chance in the fourth quarter, and that's Mr. Ish Smith. What, what, what were you so impressed uh, by Ish's game with tonight? Ish is just not scared of anyone or anything. I mean, he was embarrassing uh, cancer a lot. He was, he was taking advantage of those mismatches, and um, he just – is incredible. I don't even know what to say because I'm, so, I'm so stunned by his performance. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not that stunned because, I mean, he's kind of like stacking up these performances like in a row. Like, it's just been. Second game in a row now where he's been falling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the second game in a row where he's just been balling on like like this all star type level. Right. But he's been playing like uh, at, a, at an above average rate consistently, I would say, for at least like the last month of the season. And so he, he's really kind of uh, putting to rest uh, a lot of. I know himself. Exactly. I mean, but I know that a lot of Wizards Twitter, they really talk about, uh, you know, how it should be playing a lot more and how Isaiah Thomas uh, really shouldn't be playing a lot more. And I think that we have to note that this is the second game in a row where Scott Brooks uh, 
knowingly and willingly did not play Isaiah Thomas in the fourth quarter. And I think that that goes a long way with, uh, you know, uh, p- putting together a, a winning strategy for this team and, and kind of relying on Ish and his ability to kind of push the pace and get everybody else involved. And I mean, I mean, the guys, he's a scoring maven right now, too. Scoring machine. Yeah. So, I mean, really, what, what, what do you think about uh, the fact that Scott Brooks is, you know, kind of figuring out, it's like, it's like, it's almost like he's on Wizards Twitter and he's listening to everything we're saying about, you know, playing Ish more and playing IT less, especially in those crunch moments. Well, I mean, no disrespect to IT, but Ish Smith has clearly proved himself that he can handle those types of situations, especially against um, these all-star opponents. Um, he He's just so aggressive in those times that we need him to be. So I'm not surprised that Scott Brooks is starting to understand that he's the one who should be um, on the court during those moments. Yeah, I mean, when you, okay, so we have to uh, note that the Celtics were playing without their all-star point guard, Kimba Walker. Very true. And so, you know, that 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 is definitely uh, an advantage for, for Ish, but Ish still came off of the bench. So, you know, he's matched up against, uh, you know, guys like uh, Tremont Waters and, and uh, uh, Marcus Smart really did a lot of the ball handling for uh, the, the the Celtics tonight. And I feel like, you know, uh, Ish has really, you know, kind of outperformed uh, what Wizards fans were expecting when Tommy Shepard uh, signed him to that uh, two-year, $12 million deal this summer. You know, I think that a lot of people were groaning and moaning about, you know, signing Ish Smith. Like, this why back. did you do that? Exactly. But, I mean, I think that uh, Tommy Shepard is, is proven that, you know, they, they wanted a, a specific style of play, and Ish Smith, like, perfectly fits that style when it comes to playing fast and pushing the pace and, you know, really distributing the ball. Like, and not to mention, I mean, this guy's ball handling skills. I mean, he's out there pulling and one type moves. Like Incredible. Yeah, it, it's, it's actually kind of crazy. It's like, it's like you're literally watching an and one mixtape, but it's in the NBA. Like it, it's, it's actually really incredible. I'm impressed. I'm impressed too. And I think to your point, I mean, Ish, he has the speed, but he takes advantage of it in a way that works for him. Because, you know, a lot of these players, they're fast, but they don't know how to um, manage that out on the court. Ish does it extremely well, and I'm just blown away. And yeah. honestly, like, hail to Tommy Shepard. Like, thank you so much. That was a great move on his part. And I hope Wizards Twitter shuts up because I have no complaints. Troy has no complaints. So we're rolling with Ish from now on. MVP. Uh, yeah, so Ish was definitely the MVP. Uh, I would say the the, the second-ranking uh, MVP of the game would probably have to be either – I would go between uh, Jordan McRae okay. and Troy Brown Jr. Uh, Troy Brown, I, I'm going to partially – I'm going to go with Troy Brown just because – He's coming off the exactly. bench and he's doing all this. He's better off the bench and you know what? He's it's way working. better off the bench. It's working for us. So And, and he, ex- he accepts that. He embraces it. So – that's, um, you know, you got to give him credit for all the work he, he comes in and he's um, immediately impacting the game as soon as he comes in. Exactly. And I think that the reason why that Troy Brown is so efficient coming off of the bench is because he is not on the court with, you know, Isaiah Thomas or, you know, with other, uh, you know, ball dominant players. So when he plays with the second unit, he's really able to, you know, kind of take control and, you know, play. He, he's already said that he feels more comfortable playing with the ball in his hands. And so, you know, I mean, Troy Brown, he looks like that for a guy who 
has had, you know, uh, the proverbial seesaw season where he's been up and down, up and down. I think that, you know, he's kind of getting into a rhythm. And the longer we go through the season, and once he gets more comfortable with this role coming off of the bench, I think that we're really seeing, uh, you know, why the team drafted him last year with that 15th overall pick. Just in general, Scott Brooks is making adjustments to the rotations that are working for the Wizards, especially against these sort of teams. And um, Troy Brown is just, I mean, off the bench last game, he was great. This game, good game. You know, it's it's working. And I think we should stick to that and exactly. hope that it keeps exactly. going that way. Exactly. I mean, you know, when you it's have really a get better. when you have a winning formula, like it just makes like it common just sense to stick with it. And that's that can be a challenge for a lot of coaches, not um, it's not about the talent sometimes. It's just about finding those rotations that work for them. You know, like putting um, Ish Smith in the fourth quarter instead of IT or, you know, having Troy Brown come off the bench. It's just whatever works. Yeah, it's it's whatever works. And right now the Wizards have found a formula that seems to be working as they, you know, continue to uh, stack up wins against all odds when, you know, people are really not giving them much of a chance to come out and compete on a nightly basis. I want to take a, a quick break, and uh, when we come back on the other side of this break, I want to talk about uh, how I think this is a, a very important organizational win for the, the 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 franchise because of you know all of the different guys who are able to contribute. You know, guys who are playing in the go go, guys who are on two way contracts, guys who are on hardship contracts. Like you know, they're they're, they're really like what's pulling. going on exactly. Here? <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about that on the other side of this break. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right now, Becca, so we have to talk about how the Wizards are really just kind of stacking up wins with, you know, for the average NBA fan you're watching and you're probably confused about, you know, who is – uh, Isak Bonga, who is Jordan McRae, who is uh, Gary Payton II? Well, people know Gary Payton II because he's a it's Hall of father. Fame father. Yes. Exactly, exactly. But who is uh, AP, Anzis uh, Pesinich, like, who is Garrison Matthews? Like, who are these guys that the Wizards are putting out there and, you know, really competing on a nightly basis? And I think we have to, you know, start with giving credit to Tommy Shepard and who, who's the head, the general manager of Monumental Basketball and how they're really, you know, Pulling guys off of, you know, the, the, the proverbial trash heap, guys who, who are castaways from other franchises, guys who are in the G League, and he's bringing these guys in, and they're putting them into the, the, the monumental basketball system, and they're able to contribute. What, what do you think about, you know, how Tommy Shepard is able to, you know, kind of find these guys out of nowhere and put them in the system and have them contribute? I mean, clearly that's 
the talent that Tom Shepard brings to this organization. He is like a super scout. You know, he can find these players. He knows the the recipe that's going to work for this team. Why, why you know, certain players are coming in here. And, you know, a lot of Wizards fans have doubted him, including myself, you know, when the draft came and when we're signing uh, AP and, um, you know, like, all these other guys, basically, Bonga, everybody else. But it's it's working. I mean, you okay, you have to accept that we are going to have – we, the team – the team is going to have losses, and this season is not the season that we're going to have a huge playoff push or, you know, get somewhere. But these are players that are developing, and they're going to – grow even mm-hmm. more and next year it's going to be even better yeah i think that the key word that you just said right there is that the players are developing, developing. and that was one of the things that uh when when the when the uh, organization had their big press conference back in july you know uh, uh unveiling monumental basketball they talked about organizational development and now you know just uh you know a little less than six months into this uh we're kind of seeing that plan come into fruition and so you look at guys like you know, uh, AP, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, I watched him play in summer league and I watched him play uh, in training camp and watched him play with the go-go. I, I didn't really think much of him as a player. To be on our team. Yeah, but this is a guy who is coming in. I mean, he's playing, he, he literally, he played more minutes than Mahimi tonight. He he was literally the best center that the Wizards had tonight. And Scott Brooks is uh, entrusting him to play, you know, very critical fourth quarter minutes. And I think that, you know, a lot of credit has to go to uh, Ryan Richmond, the head coach of the Capital City Go-Go, and, you know, what, what they're able to do in developing uh, some of these players. Exactly. Like, you, when you when you have a system and, and the uniformity that goes throughout the organization, so you have the Go-Go who are running the same exact plays as the Wizards, so when AP comes up, you know, he, he knows that, okay, uh, there's no difference between Ish Smith and AP running a pick-and-roll than there would be with, uh, with a former Chris Chioza or, you know, Justin Robinson or Jeremy and Grant running a pick and roll. They're literally running the same exact plays. And so, I, I mean, I think that this is it's really a testament to you know what what Tommy Shepard has uh, been able to do as far as acquiring talent and having a good eye for you know who should be here who should stay uh, and Scott Brooks is the coach he's the guy who actually makes the decisions on you know who's going to play and I think that you know he's finding his rhythm on you know guys like okay he knows that they have Gary Payton the second who is a defensive player so when you see that you know they're up like five or six points in the last minute of the game that okay yeah, he goes down a bench he's yeah. like oh let me put my defensive stopper in the game and you know try to try to slow down uh Marcus Smart and and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and really throw those guys uh off of their games uh I, I mean I'm just thoroughly impressed with you know everything from top to bottom of the organization and how I mean they're, they're really able to you know they're, they're manufacturing wins right before our eyes right I am not you know um a basketball coach or a scout or anything like that but it seems like Tommy Shepard is like 10 steps ahead of everyone else. Like, you know, we we're always kind of um, cautious to um, applaud his decisions, but I haven't really seen him make a decision that was like super questionable or out of, um, you know, didn't make any sense because when these players are brought in, they're clearly um, growing and developing and, Scott Brooks is working with him to make sure that they're all 
where they're supposed to be. Like, you know, the positioning of um, Peyton and Bonga and Smith and it's going really well right now. Yeah, no, and I think that this is uh, this is how I can tell that you used to be uh, the the host of this podcast because what you did was the perfect segue to uh, what I want to go into with my last segment. <laughs> when you talk about uh, Tommy Shepard and making the right decisions, I think that a lot of people on Wizards Twitter were uh, questioning uh, a decision that uh, the Wizards organization and Tommy Shepard made uh, yesterday. And we're we're gonna on the other side of the break, we're gonna talk about that decision and you know what it kind of means. Uh, for the Wizards going forward and really look at uh, what kind of options the team will have. And because this won't be the last move that, you know, Tommy Shepard makes for the rest of this season. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right now, Becca, so I want to just talk about uh, yesterday, uh, the the Wizards uh, made a pretty big, and I don't know what to say, a big announcement. But I think people, a lot of people, were surprised a to to hear that the Wizards uh, released uh, Justin Robinson, who uh, he was an undrafted uh, rookie free agent who the the Wizards uh, gave a su- substantial uh, partial guarantee on his contract, a $250,000 uh, guarantee on his contract. And uh, he had a, a date this week in which, you know, his contract would have had to be guaranteed for the remainder of the season. And so the Wizards uh, made a, a very hard decision for them to, uh, to, to release uh, Justin Robinson. And I actually want to clarify some things that I said uh, on Twitter that I was talking about, well, you know, they're probably going to try to get him back to the go-go. I actually uh, talked to a couple of people within the Wizards organization earlier today and found out that that's not uh, really a possibility because of a new rule that the NBA has in place where uh, basically that if a player, if an undrafted player signs with a team, that if they get a bonus larger than $50,000, then that means that they forfeit having their uh, G League rights. So because he – and this is something that he knew going into. So, I mean, I, I, hey, if I'm him, I'm going to take the $250,000 over the $50,000 every day of the week too. But – I think that a lot of Wizards fans were kind of up in arms about the team uh, releasing Justin Robinson. How do you personally feel about the, uh, the the team's decision to release Robinson and and keep Gary Payton the second? What do you think that means about uh, the kind of trajectory or the decision making process of this team going forward? Well, um, I was surprised a little bit, but I wasn't only because, you know, they have to make that decision before everything, all the whole contract is guaranteed. Um, he, it's, it's like he wasn't working with the team, like he wasn't bringing anything to the team that um, certain players that were picked up were not. Uh, I'm trying to like word this carefully without being a jerk. Um, you know me. I'm like, uh, yeah. trying to be nice. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll say uh, when you talk about what he was or was not bringing to the team, I think that it's a it's a very uh, poignant uh, 
uh, point that needs to be made that, you know, this team has had, you know, five or six different point guards that have come through there and, and everybody has played this season except for him. I think that, you know, that's kind of a sign as to what the organization really thought about him and what he would have been able to contribute. Exactly. So when you look at, you know, he was uh, actually on the 15-man roster for the entirety of the season, but a guy like Chris Chioza was on a two-way contract, was actually playing in front of him. And so, right. you know, if they if they cut Chris Chioza, like, what, I don't know what Why, people they think that, exactly. Justin. And to your point about, you know, them not choosing other players over him, but, you know, putting value into Gary Payton Jr., there's aspects of his game that are crucial to this team. Exactly. Such as the defense. And we all know about the defense and how it's been um, an issue for the Wizards in the past. And even tonight, Scott Brooks said, we're starting to get a little better defensively. And I think that's why we are um, starting to compete with these, you know, crazy high seed teams. And um, that part of it is because we are working with players such as Peyton. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you, when you look at the this specific team, the we're talking about the Wizards and what their needs were for this season, I think that Gary Payton very clearly serves a, a much bigger and better purpose for this team for this season than what Justin Robinson was able to do. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think that when you when you look at what uh, people will get will get up in arms about, well, if they gave him this guaranteed uh, this this partial guaranteed money, and you know, if they decided that you know that, that this was somebody that they scouted and they wanted to have within the organization, I mean, yes, they did. They scouted and they decided that they wanted to bring him in, but he's not the only player that they you know are taking pretty much a flyer on. So when when you're talking about uh, guys like Garrison Matthews and Admiral Schofield and and uh, Isak Banga and Justin Robinson and all these different guys and AP, all these different guys who are pretty much uh, lottery tickets for the team. You know, you're not going to be able to hit on every last one of these tickets. And so when you look at what Garrison Matthews and AP have done, like I, I would say that uh, uh, Tommy Shepard has done an amazing job of being able to find uh, diamonds in the rough talent from literally nowhere. He can't hit on every prospect. And so really, I think that it just came down to a, a numbers game with uh, Justin Robinson. Robinson. You know, they, 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 I mean, last week they literally had 19 players on the roster. They didn't even have enough they blockers. You don't have the space. Like, <laughs> exactly. They keep them. You have to make that tough decision before it's guaranteed. That is just the business of basketball. Exactly. So, it's, it's the business, it's of, basketball. business of basketball. We're and, all fans, but at the end of the day, Basketball is a business. Exactly, exactly. So I think that that, that just goes back to uh, the the our, my original point was, you know, we have to uh, entrust in Tommy Shepard and that he's actually coming out and making the right decisions and, you know, putting the organization uh, in a position to succeed. And so, you know, I, I wish Justin Robinson the very best in his endeavors. You know, I hope that he gets picked up by... He really is great. Yeah, you know, he's a great guy. Like, he, he's a DMV native. So, you know, he, he, he was very great with, you know, telling stories about how... He used to come to the old MCI Center and watch Gilbert Arenas play. And I have no doubt that he will uh, find his footing and make it in this league. Uh, but, you know, when, when you look at these other guys, like guys like Ish Smith and uh, uh, Gary Payton the second, like these are guys who've been cut multiple times by multiple different teams. Right. And so, so you know, if, if to say Justin Robinson wouldn't go to another team and be, you know, a, a good value to another team. Exactly. Exactly. It has nothing to do with, you know, him being absolutely horrific or terrible it's 
Tommy Shepard is looking at this. What works for this team? What does this team need? And what players does he see that will continue to develop in this system? Yeah, no, he's, he's taking a, a great uh, macro view, a uh, large scale view. And I, I, I have that no a lot complaints. Of us don't, a lot of us don't have. So I think my best advice, my unsolicited advice to Wizards Twitter is to just um, take a chill pill. These these um, decision decisions might shock you, but to people like myself and Troy, it's not always going to be a shock because um, Tommy can be trusted and he's making all the right decisions. And he has done nothing to show us that he can't be trusted. Literally nothing. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely nothing. And in Tommy Shepard, we trust. So uh, as, as uh, we teased a little bit at the beginning, uh, we have a, a special, special announcement. Surprise. Yeah, surprise <laughs> to, uh, to announce right now. So uh, in, in, in collaboration between uh, the Locked on Wizards podcast and Wizards Extra, uh, we're going to be doing another uh, watch party event uh, at, at Half Smoke DC on the corner of uh, Georgia Avenue and Florida Avenue. It's a, it's a nice uh, family style restaurant. Uh, it's a bar, but we're going to all get together as a Wizards family and watch the uh, Wizards take on the Toronto Raptors next Friday, uh, January 17th. And I think it'll be a good chance for Wizards fans and Wizards Twitter to come out and meet some of their favorite bloggers and writers and people who actually care about the team and tweet about the team on a regular basis. And, you know, just just have a few adult beverages yeah. and, and, you know, hopefully watch the Wizards come out and, and uh, take down the defending champs right there's nothing i love more than getting together with um my dc family having a little friendly arguments and laughing and you know screaming at the tv i mean that's what it's all about it's all about the fandom so if you have any interest in the wizards please show up to half smoke on um the 17th it's going to be live to put it lightly exactly exactly it's going to be live like we like we, we we've done it uh, we, we did it we did it two or three times last season and uh we uh the, the last one that we did was at the uh draft lottery now that was a very sad occasion when oh when, when when the wizards announced when the, when the lottery uh balls came and nice pick everybody's nice pick what the hell <laughs> everybody's face like kind the of dropped to the floor like, exactly scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like uh Wizards Twitter is in a, a much better uh, state at this point. So, you know, it'll be good to just come out and and just kind of talk positively about uh, this uh, second iteration of the Everybody Eats Wizards. So Here I know we go. <laughs> Becca will be there. I'll be there. Uh, I hope we will have some uh, uh, special guests who will be able to come out, exactly. you know, some, some, some guys that you might see on TV. So, you know, we're, we're just going to come out and just have good fellowship. Good fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> That's I love that. It's exactly perfect. So, yo, Becca, I greatly appreciate you for coming on. Uh, I want to give you this opportunity right now to uh, kind of plug uh, your work and all the great things that you guys are doing over there at uh, Wizards Extra. Well, as always, um, you know, I just love the DC family first and foremost. Um, yeah, so Wizards Extra has been going pretty smoothly. Um, there's a lot of writers um, they do great work. We will not post anything that's nothing short of spectacular. Um, we're just trying to get down to the analysis. That's really what it boils down to. The analysis, the facts, um, 
we're just trying to live our best life. So if you want to follow us, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, working on Snapchat. I don't know. Whatever it is we have, check us out. Um, we're good people. You know, this is, this is a, a good um, group of talented writers. So. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that really it's uh, it's good really fellowship. Exactly, it's given it's given a lot of people an opportunity to you know come out and express themselves and you know you know use this as a as a, as a stepping stone if, if people want to get into you know sports, sports journalism media. and sports media. You know th- this is a great opportunity. So if you come out, you get a chance to to you know meet some of uh, the, these great the people writers. and yeah. and kind of learn you know how they did it how they got to where they are and, and, and you, you you could do it too so this is a, a social event this is a networking event this is a so fellowship it's a, event yeah, so it's, a, it's a, a semi tech talk like it's a it's little a bit of everything <laughs> I, I, if you come if if um i don't know how many people what's a good number if 50 people show up i will stand on a table and give a ted talk <laughs> i will i will i don't know what it's going to be about probably about how much um how great I think Tommy Shepard is, but I will be giving a TED talk if um if the attendance is necessary. Okay, there you go, there you go. Hey, no, no, knowing how uh, popular you are on Twitter, you're gonna have people lining up out the door. Please do not record me though. If I, have to get, <laughs> I will I will uh, partake in the um, beverages, so I do not want to be. On Instagram Live. <laughs> All right. Well, Becca, I greatly appreciate you sure. for coming on, and uh, I will see uh, the rest of the DC family on Wednesday after the Wizards take on the Orlando Magic. Chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking it, try getting pants. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a struggle like fuck it. They just trying to make some buckets. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. With a J, we'll be on the same team. I want a baller like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girl, she went shots for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring I want a ball, I like the whistles Yeah, you know what I mean When I'm blue, I'm on the net Girl, she went shot for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 
96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.